welcome to the Mind Your Hormones podcast. My name's Corinne, and I'm a board-certified holistic nutritionist who went from no period from mismanaged PCOS to a regular one. Now, I'm obsessed with helping you get hormonally balanced and emotionally aligned. This podcast is all about education, empowerment, real talk, and simple strategies you could start today to find inner peace and overall well-being. I am so excited to be here with you to chat about all things health, hormones, and mindset. Are you ready? Let's get it. Hello, welcome back to the Mind Your Hormones podcast. I'm so excited you're here today because today you are listening in on a conversation I had with one of my soul sisters, Ashley Kitchens. And if you've been listening to this podcast for a while, or if you follow me on Instagram at Corinne Angelica, you know that I recently went to a business mastermind retreat in Sedona, Arizona, which was amazing. And Ashley is one of the women I met there and who were in this group together. And we just formed such a great bond. We connected immediately. I love the work that she is doing. So Ashley is a dietitian, and she got into this because she was told to manage the issues that she was struggling with, which was GI issues, chronic constipation, all of this stuff. And she was told to manage her issues with medication instead of considering the food she was putting into her body, which all of us could probably relate to. And it wasn't until she became a dietitian and started doing her own research to dive deeper into her eating habits that she noticed a really significant change. And for her, that change was transitioning to a plant-based lifestyle. And she hasn't looked back since. And her and I really share that same um, type of past where I was struggling with a ton of digestive issues, skin issues, really, really struggling with it as she was. And transitioning to a plant-based diet is what really helped heal all of that. Obviously, I had some other issues with hormonal problems throughout that, but transitioning to a plant-based lifestyle was one of the best things I've done. And that's why I promote it so much. And her and I are both in the same camp of it's not all or nothing, but it is really important to know how you can actually start incorporating more plants into your life in a really easy, sustainable way. And that's what she really helps clients do all around the world. And this is just a conversation we had just two friends talking about our past, about how plant-based nutrition has helped us, really tangible ways of how you could start in incorporating more plants that are really simple to do if you're super busy like most all of us are. So I cannot wait for you to hear this conversation. Without further ado, let's dive in with my conversation with Ashley Kitchens. Ashley, I'm so excited to have you on the Mind Your Hormones podcast. So Ashley is one of my new soul sisters who was in the um, who's in the mastermind business retreat that we went to Sedona in. We like we met before that in other business courses, but we finally got to meet in person there. And I love her. We have so much in common. She's amazing. Um, I'm gonna turn it over to her so she can introduce herself and we can get into all the juicy information. But Ashley, I'm so happy you're here. I'm so excited to be here, Corinne. Thanks for having me. Yes. Um, so what is your like situation? What what do you do? I know you do nutrition coaching, you're a dietitian. Like, what does that look like? Um, and talk about that just for a second. Yeah, so very similar to kind of what you do, Corinne. Like everything I do is online, it's virtual. So I do plant-based nutrition coaching primarily for people who are looking to transfer over. From like a standard American diet to a more like plant-based diet. Mm-hmm. And 
the reason why, you know, I, I do that and I teach that is because it, it stems from like my own journey of like how I transitioned to plant-based um, and the benefits I saw from transitioning to plant-based. So yes. that's a lot of what my business is about. It's kind of facilitating and empowering other people to do the same and figure out like what path looks best for them. Cause there's, as you know, there's so many ways that you can do it. Yeah. Um, so making it as easy as possible. And um, like we've, we talk about all the time, making it really sustainable for that person in particular. Yeah. Okay. Love that. So how did you get into plant-based? I always love hearing about this. People always ask me too. So I would love to hear what got you into it when, and all that jazz. Yeah. So it's funny because I was raised on an Angus cattle farm in Indiana, like (laughs) most of my life. So as you can imagine, I ate a ton of meat growing up. Um, But with all that too, I had a lot of GI issues that like nobody could figure out. The doctors couldn't figure it out. My parents couldn't figure it out. I was on a lot of medication. Mm. Um, I was like chronically constipated. So I was like always getting suppositories and, you know, taking all those great things to help your bowels move. Um, (laughs) But the thing is like, no one ever looked at what I was actually eating. Um, And kind of throughout all this, like I, I really enjoyed food and everything. So I, I wanted to become a dietitian. I knew that. So I became a dietitian and I was doing everything I was taught in school. I was drinking lots of water, eating lots of fiber, like moving my body. And I was still having like these GI issues. Mm. And I'm like, okay, wait a second. I'm a dietitian. I can't even figure out what's going on with my body. <laughs> Um, so I just, I had to do like a deep dive into kind of like what was going on and take a deeper look at, into what I was putting into my body because I was like, I kind of saw like two paths. It's like, okay, I can just be on medication for the rest of my life and have a horrible time in the bathroom and have all these like cramps and everything, or maybe I can hopefully take this like alternative path. So I started doing some research. And again, this was after I became a dietitian and just kind of looked at, what I was putting to my body, if it was having an effect. And I started like making some changes. I eliminated cow's milk first because the more research I did, the more I was like, oh, maybe this is a contributing factor. Yeah. And when I did that, I was like, okay, there might be something to this. Like I just (laughs) felt better, like almost immediately. And then I started kind of, it is. Yeah, it really is. Especially when you take that time to like slow down and listen, Mm. um, which is not what I was doing. Yeah. For a long time. So I did that. And then I also kind of just started um, eating like just more plant-based type food. So I mean, I mean, growing up, like meat was the center of my diet. And so I was like, okay, well, how can I kind of start switching that around, make it more of a side, maybe even eliminating it sometimes. And the more I did that, the better and better I felt, the more regular I was, which was like, (laughs) never happened in my entire life. Yes. Oh my God. I know. Yeah. And so I was like, okay, I think I'm going to continue down this path. And then the more I did it, the more I just started talking about it to other people. Um, Other people would talk to me about their issues and like, oh yeah, you know, I struggle with chronic constipation or GI issues or whatever it is. And I was like, Mm -hmm. hmm, maybe I'll make this into like a business and help other people, you know, do the same thing. So that's kind of how the whole transition happened, where this like passion like stemmed from. um, And it's a big part of why I do what I'm doing now. Oh, I love all of that. I have such a similar experience with GI issues and figuring out like literally the second I stopped eating it, I was like, oh my God, this is, it's unbelievable how quickly it can really change things. So I'm so on board with all that. How old were you when you started having all these problems? Oh, I was, I was really young because I remember 
it was definitely early elementary school. Cause it's some of like my first like memories of like friends coming over and, you know, play, we're playing outside, we're playing on the swing set and I have to go to the bathroom and I'm like in there for out. Like I remember being in the yes. bathroom for hours while my friends are playing outside and like just not being able to go. And it sucked. Oh, like it was oh, horrible. It sucks. So yeah. you were pretty young it like, when it started. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah. It was definitely at least oh, yeah, early elementary school is probably what I can put it at. Yeah. Wow. That is so wild. Yeah. I, my experience with that really didn't start probably till like after college, maybe during after college, I guess, because I never really, I eat meat a ton, um, growing up, but I didn't really like, I didn't like cheese. So I never really had cheese and dairy was like a huge contributing factor to me. Um, and my GI issues. But then when I went to college, I started eating cheese cause it was just like on everything and I started liking it. And then all my problems started happening. Uh-huh. So yeah, it's just, it's just so wild how, when we go to the doctor for all these things, they don't ask, well, not all, but most don't ask mm-hmm. like, well, what are you eating? You know, every day. And maybe that could contribute to it because it's like, well, how could that not be a contributing factor? It's something we're doing multiple times a day. Like, how does it not contribute to it? Like, it, it, it should be the yeah. first thing people ask. Mm-hmm. Yep. I totally agree. And, that, and that's, you know, same with you. It's like, that's a lot of what we do is now like try, trying to take that deeper dive and it's like, okay, what are you putting into your body? And mm-hmm. is it having an impact on how you feel and how your bowels are moving, how your stomach's feeling, all those things, how your hormones are yes. doing, all that stuff. Yeah. yeah. And we, I talk a ton about just dairy and hormones and how it's loaded with hormones that come into our body. It also causes inflammation. It just causes excess estrogen. It's like a whole mess of stuff that happens. And with that also how you actually feel after you eat something. A lot of times we're just used to eating the same things over and over and over, which is like, it's like our staple breakfast, our staple lunch, our staple dinner. We don't like take the time, like you said before, to slow down and actually just stop and be like, how do I actually feel after I eat that? Like, do I notice I get a little tired? Do I notice when I eat this, I can't really go to the bathroom. Like we have to just stop and start pausing and noticing how we feel when we eat certain foods. Yeah. Yeah. Cause we live in like such a go, go, go world. It's like, it's hard to like, yeah, actually take that moment to try and make those connections and to slow down and identify what's going on. Cause so many of us and what I know I did. And probably you did for so long. Just like, I just powered through. It was just like, keep going. You can't stop. Can't let it slow you down. Um, (laughs) But eventually it did. So exactly. Eventually you're like, uh, I'm wasting an hour every day. Just trying to go to the bathroom. This is not working out for me. Yeah, It's like so crazy. And then aside from just like the GI issues, there are so many health benefits, like for your hormones, for everything. So do you want to just touch on that a little bit of like what other health benefits there are aside from improving GI issues? Yeah, there it's it's amazing. Like the more research I've done, it's like it's amazing how many people out, out there, how many stories there are out there, people mm. kind of using a more plant-forward type way of eating to like help them heal or overcome various chronic diseases. Um, one thing that I bring into my practice a lot is helping people lower their cholesterol with plant-based foods. Um, yes. you know, people they and a lot of these clients who come to me, they go to the doctor, their cholesterol has been elevated for numerous, you know, number of years and their doctor's like, okay, it's, it's time to go on stat. And it's like, either you got three months to do something now or we're putting you on a medication. Yeah. And so it's amazing. Like people like that, when they come to me and we, you know, kind of transition them over to a plant-based diet and, and we see their numbers go down, like it's it so is amazing. So exciting. Yes. <laughs> so that's, 
of huge benefit. And, um, you know, even things like type two diabetes related, there's a lot of benefit from eating a, a whole food plant-based diet and helping even reverse type two diabetes. Um, yes. even if kind of you're on the verge of, um, being diagnosed with diabetes or going on insulin, like there are definitely some beautiful things that can stem from like transitioning to a whole food plant-based diet and, and giving your body that opportunity to heal with food. So, yeah. yeah. And it's like giving it the space, right? Because like plants are so anti-inflammatory with, with the diabetes portion of it. Um, a lot of, obviously we talk a lot of hormones on here. People who have PCOS are more predisposed for heart disease and type two diabetes. So eating more plant-based is going to protect you from you know, getting uh, uh, type two diabetes or heart disease when we're already predisposed to it, it's already like we have a higher chance of getting it. So we might as well do that. And a lot of people in the hormone space will say, no, you have to eat meat because there's too many carbs in plants and all this stuff. And it's just like, people get so confused hearing all this, but it's like, if you look at the science of how anti-inflammatory plants are, because inflammation is one of the root causes of PCOS and really so many other things, rheumatoid arthritis, diabetes, depression, like all this stuff. It's so anti-inflammatory. And also insulin resistance is another root cause of a lot of hormone problems and the plants actually help it. So, and there's so much research around it. It's just like, I don't know why there's so much talk in the hormone space about, you know, having to eat meat in order to stabilize your blood sugar. Yeah. Yeah. And that, and I feel like there is, like you're saying, there's so much information and so much misinformation out there. Yes, so misinformation. It, yeah. It's so helpful. Like for people like you and I, who like take a deep dive into the research and, mm-hmm. and try to like translate it to other people. Cause I know when I first started out plant-based, I was so confused. I was like, what am I doing? Wait, <laughs> can I really eat this many, you know, fruits in a day? Because yes. what you're taught or what you hear, it's like, there's so many negative things to doing X, Y, Z, but it can actually be yeah, profoundly powerful, especially on your health. Oh, it's amazing. I love that you help people with lowering their cholesterol and stuff, because obviously in America, that's like, high blood pressure, high cholesterol. It's one of the, you know, number one problems that we have in here. And, oh, I wonder why, like, look at the standard American diet. It's just like, it's so mind blowing that people don't make that connection, but it's because of all this fiber. Like I talk so much about fiber for your hormones, because not only does it grab onto excess toxins and hormones, but the reason why it's lowering your cholesterol is because it's grabbing onto that cholesterol. So you could poop it out, like get it out of your body. Like it just makes so much sense. It's just, Oh, I'm so glad we're having this conversation. I think it's so important for people to know this. And, you know, at first it could seem very overwhelming because like me, when I first, first I gave up meat actually. And then I gave up dairy because, um, I don't even know. It just kind of happened that way. I had like a weird experience with chicken in a diner one day. And I was like, "Mm, I'm just like not going to have it anymore. I wasn't big on like beef and stuff like that. I really just had chicken all the time. And one of, my, one of my coworkers at the time when I was a teacher, she was a vegetarian. So she was helping me because I was like, I don't know what to eat. I mean, I used to have chicken literally every single meal. Like, what am I actually supposed to have right now? And then I used to get really horrible migraines and they went away once I stopped eating meat. And my mom is the one that put it together. She was like, Corinne, you haven't had a migraine in a couple months. I was like, oh my God. Wow. And that's like really why I didn't go back to it. So I must have had some type of sensitivity or something to it. Um, but then I didn't even give up dairy till two years later, once I really had those GI issues. So it's not something you have to do completely overnight. And it could be very overwhelming for some people in the beginning of like, what am I supposed to eat? So when you're working with these clients who maybe come to you and they're like, 
I have, you know, bacon, egg, and cheese every morning for breakfast. I have chicken for lunch. I have beef for dinner, like whatever it is, or cheese on everything. Like, how do you start that transition? Or like, what are some tips you would give to someone who wants to start including more plants, anything like that? I love that you brought that up because I also transitioned over the course of like three years. It was Mm -hmm. not like I went from eating standard American diet to all of a sudden I'm like 100% plant-based. It was definitely like navigating, okay, well, what is going to work best for me? And heck, it was like, I I don't know what I'm doing. So it was like (laughs) a a long transition, just like figuring out what is going to work best and going back to that sustainability piece, like Mm -hmm. what is going to be most sustainable for me. Right. Um, and I think that's really important. Yes, there are some people out there who can like go cold turkey to a plant base and they're like fine with it. Mm-hmm. Um, but for those who are looking to transition or even just looking to add, add more plants into their diet, there mm-hmm. are so many ways that you can do it so that it's not overwhelming and kind of similar to what you like mentioned. It's like starting with either maybe one meal or like what I did, which was really helpful is like, okay, the meat was the center of my meal. How can I like make it more maybe of a side and then maybe do like meatless Monday or something where maybe I'm not eating it as often and just, and just see how that feels. Um, and so with that, you just kind of have to increase some veggies, increase some starches, you know, just Mm -hmm. kind of shifting around like the composition of your meals a little bit and figuring out, yeah, what is, what is going to work best? Um, but I will say the most helpful piece to all of this is allowing yourself that time to just plan yes. because you're kind of going down a, a different path. It can be a little overwhelming. So it really is imperative to like sit down and kind of think about your meals for the week. What do you typically have? What can mm-hmm. you maybe tweak a little bit, add in a few more plants um, or maybe like, yeah, your bacon, egg and cheese at breakfast. What can you maybe switch over whether yeah. it's the bacon or the cheese or whatever it is <laughs> right. to like make start it with something. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. So I always, I always recommend like starting small, like just picking a few things, writing them down because it's going to look different for everybody. Mm-hmm. Um, and then, and really allowing yourself that time to plan because this is a little bit different. It's so easy to just kind of go back to like, Oh, well, this is what I already know. It's what's familiar. It's what's easy. Um, so allowing yourself that time to plan can be really helpful. Yeah. Okay. We're definitely going to get into that stuff. So, but before that, with adding in more plants and stuff too, I I always recommend the same thing. I'm like, instead of having meat be the focus, like have it be the smallest thing that's on your plate, like always making sure that veggies are the majority of your plate every single time. And just like reducing it. Like this is how I did it with cheese. Cause like you, it was gradual. It wasn't just overnight. And I feel like some people will look at it and be like, Oh my God, it's so overwhelming to do it all at once. I'm like, yeah, it is. You don't have to do it all at once. It's just like progress, like taking baby steps. Cause like you said, we want it to be sustainable. This isn't like a crash diet. This is something that you want for your long-term lifestyle, right? Like it's just, you have to learn not only like, okay, how do I even cook this now? Like I'm used to cooking something else. Like, how do I cook this? What do I pair together? Like, what do I have? Like I could have all these starches. Is that okay? You know, like there's so many things that come up that you just have to get used to. Whenever you do anything for the first time, it's always a little bit more challenging and a little bit more effort in the beginning until you get used to it. It's like when we first learned to drive, like you had to remember where everything is, like what the, now I drive somewhere. I'm like, I don't even know how I got here. I just like, don't yes. even remember driving. Like it's so crazy. 
Okay, I just want to pop in here real quick. I hope you're enjoying this conversation as much as I enjoyed having it, but I wanted to keep you in the loop because Mind Your Hormones 101 is starting next week. So depending on when you are listening to this podcast, registration for it is closing on April 11th, as well as Honor Your Cycle. So let me give you a little rundown of what they actually are if you're interested in joining, because if you love this podcast, you will be obsessed with these courses. So Mind Your Hormones 101 is really laying the foundation of a hormone-healthy lifestyle for sustainable success. This is the course where we are really addressing that root cause. We are healing all of your symptoms from the root out by addressing your gut health, your nervous system, your liver detoxification, your blood sugar regulation, all of the things that we talk about on this podcast. We are diving into all of that in 12 weeks, and we're taking really small steps every single week week in a strategic order for maximum results. And the best part about it is that you're doing this with a group of like-minded women who get it, who get why you want to level up and why you want to really support your health and your hormones, who are on the same path that you're on, who will help support you and keep you accountable. And you're, and I'm the one that's guiding through, guiding you through this. So you'll have more access to me. I literally open my brain up and give it to you. And it's so much more than just the nutrition aspect of it. We really dive into a lot of mindset work, mental health, mindfulness, like really self-care practices that you are going to take with you for the rest of your life. And it is just so life-changing when we learn what negatively affects our health and our hormones and how we can positively support them in a really sustainable way without thinking of it as like a crash diet or just cutting calories and working out more, which is not working. So that is really the premise of Mind Your Hormones 101 and the results that these clients have that go through this course literally lights my soul on fire and I just want to serve as many women as possible. So if you are interested in this, please message me immediately because like I said, registration is closing on Sunday, April 11th and I do only accept a specific amount of people because I want to keep it a small intimate group so I can really pour into each of you individually and give you the attention you deserve. And it just becomes like a tight-knit community. I don't want it to be this huge group where you don't really know everybody in it. So if you're interested, text me the word MIND to my text list, which is linked below in the show notes. So go ahead, go there. Or you could just DM me, hey, Corinne, I listened to your podcast. I'm really interested in joining. I'll give you all the details. I want to actually chat with you to see if it's a great fit. Of course, I will also link in the show notes information about the course course, you could check it out. But I really do want to talk to you before joining just so I could get to know you more, make sure it's a really good fit for you. And yeah, I just want to connect with you. So that's how you could find out more about it. Text me the word mind, DM me, or check out the link below. And the second group is Honor Your Cycle. And this one is eight weeks long. And this is where we are really diving into our feminine cycle and how we have four phases to our cycle and how we have to shift our nutrition, our movement, our productivity, our lifestyle based on the phase that we're in in our cycle. And it could be super overwhelming when you first start learning about 
just how much your hormones change from week to week, how much your brain literally changes, and how certain things that we're doing, like certain workouts we're doing in certain phases are actually making our hormones worse, as well as certain nutrition, nutritional aspects that are making it worse if we're just eating the same all the time. And it can be really overwhelming to try and be like, oh my God, so what am I supposed to do then to really fully support myself, which is why I created this course so we could go through it together and I could really hold your hand through learning about every phase of your cycle and how you could fully sync up your life to your cycle because that is what is going to make a huge difference in your hormones, in your moods, in your life, in your energy, really allowing you to feel so empowered to know like, oh my gosh, by just switching my nutrition, by just switching my movements and my productivity and actually learning what's going on in my body every week, I know what's normal. I know what's not normal. I know how to support myself. It is so crucial that we know this information and I cannot wait to go through this course with everybody because it's so incredible. I can't wait to pair everybody up depending on what phase they're in in their cycle and just share all these amazing recipes with you to make it so easy to actually incorporate these changes because that's what it's all about. I make everything super simple so you could actually implement things and see results instead of feeling so overwhelmed and be and thinking, oh, I'm too busy to do all of this. So that is honor your cycle. So if you're interested in that one, please text me the word honor to the text list or DM me and also check the link below. And if you're not really sure which would be a good fit for you, I'm going to talk to you about it regardless and ask you to give me your full life story so I could really place you properly. So don't worry about that. If you're like, I'm not really sure, just message me about it. Just text me and say, Hey, I don't know which one's a good fit for me. I want to chat with you about it. As you know, if you've ever DM me about this podcast, I always answer you. I love connecting with you, which is why I created courses so I could connect with you even more and really trans- help transform your life. So that is it for the courses. So now let's get back to our conversation with Ashley Kitchens. What would you say? So I know you are like so good with prepping and doing all of that stuff because a lot of times people will say to me, I don't have time to prep all my food. It's so much easier just to grab something and da da da. And okay, I will be like, yeah, maybe it's easier in the moment to do that, but is it easier to be in pain all the time or be fatigued all the time? Like what is actually easier in the moment or long-term what's actually going to be easier for you? But what are some tips that you have around that? Because you are like the master at planning plant-based meals. (laughs) Yes. And the reason I did that, and I'll kind of give you a backstory on that. Cause I was sort of against meal planning, meal prepping. I, I was the same way. I was like, no way. Like I'm, I don't want to spend four hours on a Sunday, like prepping my meals for the week. Like I was like, no, I'm like living it up on the weekends. Like yeah. I don't want to spend time prepping, but it's amazing. So it was actually one of my, my therapists was like, well, why don't you look at it as a way to like ease some of your stress and anxiety and your time is limited during the week to like nice. do a little bit of planning, do a little bit of prepping and just see how that goes. And I was like, I'm never going to do that. And <laughs> great so, advice like, doc, but nothing. Yeah. Else. Right. <laughs> and so two years later, I like finally gave it a try and I was like, dang it. I wish I would have listened to her sooner. (laughs) Um, So especially when you're new, like I said, the planning piece is obviously really important, but once you get into like prepping, even just like one meal for your week, it can give you back so much time during the week and not just with like prepping, you know, during the week, but also like what you said, especially if you're wanting to transition to a more plant-based diet, like it can save you from like spending hours in the bathroom or not feeling good or being tired. Um, So you can get back your time in so many ways if you do a little bit of in the beginning. And 
And with that, I always recommend, again, same thing, like just start small, whether you choose to prep one meal for your week. Um, you know, a lot of us are really busy and whether we're going into the office or we're still working from home, like it can be helpful maybe to have your lunch just ready to go. That way it's one less thing you have to think about, or even yes. your, your dinner. So that when you come home, you don't have to figure out, oh, oh, or have that conversation or what do you want for dinner? I don't know. What do you want for dinner? And then you're yeah. going out <laughs> the or, worst. <laughs> yes. Yeah. That never ending conversation. So <laughs> it can be helpful to like come home and it's like literally one less thing you have to think about. Um, I, I talk about like Steve Jobs. He he woke up and he never had to think about what he had to wear because oh, he wore. How this amazing is that? Oh, yes, I just love that. I'm like, I should just do that. <laughs> I know. Yes, just get a uniform and you're good. Yeah. Um, but I yeah. talk about that same meal prepping. It's like you wake up and if you choose to have breakfast already prepared for you, it's one less thing you have to think about. Same with lunch. Same with dinner. Um, and again, just navigating and figuring out what approach is going to be best for you or where you feel like you can maybe give yourself back some time by prepping a little bit on the weekends. Trust me, you'll get back that time because Tenfold. you'll become like, yes, you'll become like a mad meal prepper. You'll figure out how to cut corners and, you know, create hacks for yourself. Yeah. You don't have to do dishes hardly during the week. You just get them all done on one day. Like Amazing. there's so many ways to get your time back, which is great. I love that. I love that you brought that up, like saving time from being tired or not feeling good or whatever, or just the decision. Like at the end of a day, when you're done with work, like there's only so much, you know, willpower we have. It's like something called decision fatigue. Like by that time, you're just like, I don't even want to think about what to plan for dinner right now because I have my, all my decisions are done for the day. So it's like, you don't have to make those decisions all the time. And that saves you time also. And I think like starting in the morning is easiest. I always will tell my clients too, like you have more control over the morning. You have a little bit more willpower in the morning. You could kind of control stuff more. So, and it's like, start there, just start with like a plant-based breakfast maybe, or just like, you know, starting with something, whatever's easiest for you. But I just feel like breakfast is, is just such an easy meal to switch over to. Um, And that's such a good place to start. And then with prepping stuff, like you could either do what you're talking about, like planning stuff on the weekends and it doesn't have to be complicated. Like you don't have to follow a 15 step, 15 ingredient recipe. It could be like sweet potatoes, Brussels sprouts, avocado, like literally have that meal of those three ingredients all the time. It's like, it doesn't have to be this complicated thing. And you could just batch cook stuff too, which I'm like, if you don't want to just make specific meals for each day, you could just batch cook, like roast a ton of veggies, roast a ton of root vegetables, like make a pot of beans that you could put on random stuff. Like just like have staples like that, that you could like mix and match throughout the week. If like if you'd prefer that than doing meals, I've, I've found both. I've, I do, I, don't, I feel like I more batch cook now, but maybe in the beginning, I, when I was like, I didn't really know how to just mix and match stuff. It was easier for me to just follow a recipe. So find what works best for you, like Ashley's saying, but make it a priority to at least start with like, okay, I'm going to try out these two new recipes this week of like plant-based recipes, like, and the more, and stick to like five recipes that you could rotate and get used to cooking them because the more you do something, the easier it is and less effort it is. Cause then you don't have to keep reading the recipe. You don't have to keep measuring stuff out. Like you'll just know. And then you could start adding others in because it's so, if you're just like switching up recipes week after week after week and constantly learning other things, it's like, that takes forever. Yes. Yeah, it does. It reminds me of like, you only wear 10% of your wardrobe 90% of the time. Like you you don't wear every single item in your wardrobe all the time. And it's the same (laughs) with like meal prepping. I feel like, and I don't know if you found 
this out Karen, like, but like these, like maybe five core, like rotational meals, like you really start to enjoy them. Like yes. I think partly because you, you feel good, you look forward to them. And, and before I thought, Oh, I'm not going to want to eat the same thing. Cause that's, that's how I meal prep. I typically meal prep the same thing for like Monday through Friday. And I was like, I'm not mm-hmm. going to eat the same thing, but when you're making foods that you actually look forward to and enjoy, and you feel really good after eating them, you the actually best. look for eating them. So yes. yeah, I think that's a great idea of having those five core like recipes, kind of your go-to that foundation set for yourself. Yeah. It just makes things easier. And like, you know, I talk about syncing your nutrition to your cycle and like an easy way to do that is like, okay, like, let's see what phase you're in, like your follicular phase. Like, okay, I know like oats are really good in this phase. Lentils are really good in the in this phase, whatever it is. And like, okay, I'm going to make meals with this in it this week and just have that throughout the week. And then next week, I'm going to look and see which other ones are best for this phase of my cycle and then have all this stuff. Like, you know, it's good to get variety in too for our gut health, but especially in the beginning, when you're just starting out, you know, don't feel like you have to make a, you know, a plant-based lasagna or like all this like intense stuff like that doesn't need to be like that. Yeah, no, I totally agree. I think so like rice and beans are like a big staple of mine and I'll have friends kind of like make fun of me like you're having rice and beans again I'm like yes but you know I'm adding different things them. to them like vegetables and I do I love them so much yeah. add a little cashew cheese add some Ooh. different veggies like oh so, so good. good so good yeah. and another thing that just popped into my head some people are like I feel like it's too restrictive like I can't have meat and I can't have dairy but I'm like those are only two things like there are thousands of plants like there are so many different plants like you could have such a variety of foods where it's just meat and cheese are just two little components but we're just so used to those being the main components that we're like oh I feel like it's so restrictive I don't feel restricted at all I feel like I have so many options and again that's because we've been doing this for a little while and it takes a little bit of time but in general there's so many options yeah, no, there really are. I feel like in the beginning, I, it was a little overwhelming, but at the same time, I felt sort of like liberated throughout the process. Cause like, mm. oh, I don't actually have to have meat and dairy for every meal. I can choose to have something else that yes. makes me feel good. Yes. And I think that that's really helpful to kind of like reframing it because there is power in having a choice. And I know mm. you and I are, are not about like restricting yourselves by any means. So it's like, mm-hmm. yeah, you can choose to have meat and dairy, but that doesn't mean you have to eat those foods because you know, right. you're, you're starting to choose to eat foods that align with your health, your goals that make you feel really good. Yeah. Um, the so, environment. Yeah, re- yeah. Yeah. So it's like, oh yeah, I can eat whatever I want, but I'm actually choosing to eat this way because I feel so freaking fantastic. <laughs> exactly. And that's the motivation right there. Like yeah. I, I'll never say like, oh, I can't have that. It's just like, oh no, I, I don't, I don't eat that. Or I'm just choosing not to have that. Like I never said I can't have something because if I wanted to, I, I would, but I'm choosing feeling better over having that. It's not like someone's like preventing me from eating something. I'm just choosing not to have it. So instead of thinking like, oh, I can't have that. It's like, no, I'm just choosing not to have that. And the more you do it, the more you'll realize how good you feel. And then this doesn't mean you can never, ever, ever again, have a piece of meat or, or, or dairy or whatever, if that's what you you know want to have and as an indulgence once in a while, but you will notice the difference that you feel if you are mostly plant-based and then all of a sudden have something that's not, you're going to be like, Oh shit, I didn't realize what I normally felt like. And so many clients come to me and they're like, Oh my God, I accidentally had cheese and something and it was miserable. Like I'm never doing it again. I was like, I actually love when that happens because then that's like the motivation for them to keep going. Yep. That was my kicker, which like 
I was like, okay, I'm 100% plant-based now. It's because <laughs> I end up having some cheese. Like it was like, you know, just an event. I was like, oh, I'm going to have some. Um, and I was like, a- afterwards, I was like, oh my gosh, nope. This is why I'm going plant-based because I, y- you kind of forget how miserable you feel or how <sighs> much it does have an impact on your body. And so, yeah, that's yes. a huge motivator. Yeah. You don't realize too, like when you're used to eating something all the time or when you feel like blah or uncomfortable or in pain all the time, you just kind of get used to it. It's like your new normal and you don't realize how bad you actually felt until you start to feel better. And then you're like, oh, okay, this is what's happening. I had a similar experience with meat. I wasn't um, vegan yet. I was just vegetarian. And we were, we were, we were at Boulder, Colorado, like me and a few friends went um, there for vacation and I was having like cheese fries. And again, I wasn't fully vegan yet, but the gravy in there, I didn't realize was like a beef gravy. And I didn't know. And I hadn't had meat in like two years. I was so sick. It was yeah. horrible. So now every single time I go to a restaurant, I'm like, are you sure there's nothing in there? Like I'm, I'm not an annoying person, but I'm like, I don't care. I don't want to get sick. Yep. So I'm like mm-hmm. so psycho about it. Yeah. Yeah. But yeah. It just makes it. you realize how important yeah, your health is and yes. yeah, protecting that is really important. Yeah. And that's what it is. It's just like, you know, do what feels best for you and you figure that out and how, you know, what approach you want to take and how you can make it sustainable for you. But obviously this whole point of this conversation is just to show you really the power the plants have, how nutrient dense they are, how good they are for your health. Like no one, no matter what diet someone subscribes to, whether it's paleo, keto, you know, whatever, I don't even know all the names of all the other ones. They all can have the same common theme that like plants are really important for your health. And the more we realize that, you know, despite what you know, the standard American diet will have, or what our, you know, fast food will provide, even though some fast food plays, not that we recommend fast food, but some of them are having plant-based options now, which is amazing. Um, So that's showing that there's a need for it, but it's just like, you you know, wanting to take care of your health, which everyone who's listening to this podcast is obviously interested in that. So just letting you know that it doesn't have to be all at once. You could slowly move into it. You could do this meal prepping, make the time for it because you're saving so much more time than it actually takes you to prep it. And maybe it's difficult in the beginning, but it's making your life so much easier in the long run. Yeah, no, absolutely. Yeah. Yeah. And you'll just, like you said, like you'll learn to like, again, navigate that path and make it best for you. And yeah. Just make it absolutely incredible. Yes, I love it. I was so happy when we were going to Sedona and I was like, am I the only one that's going to be plant-based here? And then I knew Ashley was and I was like, yes, I'm so excited. And the food there was incredible. Like usually I'll go place. I'm like, all right, like I'm going to bring some stuff. I don't know if they're going to have some things there for me or whatever. But Jen, our uh, business coach, had the most incredible vegan food. Like it, that beet hummus, I still, I'm like, I want local juicery to send me the recipe for that. Like yes. that was insane. So good. It yeah. was so good. It was so delicious. Like that, and that, when the owner from this place, local juicery, who catered food to us while we were there, I was talking to him about it. And he's like, that's my whole mission is like letting people know that how good it could actually taste when things are plant-based. Like people think it's going to taste like cardboard or have no flavor. And he's like, no, like you could make it taste. They taste so good if you know how to actually do it. Yeah, absolutely. And then when they would like, like lay everything out for us to like, you know, get our plates, like there was so much color diversity. Like it was, that was so good. I miss that. that. (laughs) Like I have to cook my own meals again. What the hell is this? I know. <laughs> so amazing. Okay. Yeah. 
So, oh my God, Ashley, I love talking with you. I could talk to you for hours and hours. Um, so before I let you go, I want you to tell everybody how they can work with you, what working with you looks like, like what you're excited about, what's coming up, what's going on. Ooh, so the best way to get in contact with me, if you want to reach out, is going to my Instagram at Plant Centered Nutrition. Um, I answer all my DMs there and I love co- uh, connecting with people there. Yes. Um, and then I'm also launching, I do one-on-one coaching that's currently full. Um, so I'm offering like plant-centered intensives. So it's like Ooh. you and I deep diving on like a three-hour call together and kind of mapping out the next six months. Um, so really, yeah, trying to make a plan and um, figure out what, what you can do from there, depending mm. on like what you're struggling with and where you want to go. I love that. So if you're someone who's like, I definitely want to try doing plant-based, but I don't really know where to start. That would be an amazing thing to work on with you. So is the um, intensive, is that in a group setting or it's just you and that person? Yep. It's one-on-one. It's like you and I hopping on a call for three hours. Um, and then we kind of map out the next six months and then we have a hour follow-up call. And then you also get access to, I do group coaching calls with my one-on-one. So you'll get access to that. Just, just for some extra accountability and support throughout that six months as you're kind of awesome. transitioning. Ooh, I love that. Oh my gosh. Okay. Everyone go follow Ashley at plant centered nutrition on Instagram. She does so, she has so many amazing recipes on there. I love her reels and TikToks. They always like either make me laugh or I just like love them. She's so good at all that stuff. You're on TikTok too, right? Yes. uh Uh-huh. Yeah. So she, is it plant centered nutrition there as well? Plant centered prep. Okay. Plant centered prep there. Okay. But you'll see it. She puts a lot of them on Instagram too. And they're all amazing. So highly recommend going to follow her. If you're interested in working with her at all, DM her, you know, reach out. She's amazing. Um, And thank you so much for being here. I loved this conversation and I'm so excited we got to connect. Thanks, Corinne. Appreciate it. Thank you so much for being here. If you loved this episode and learned something valuable, please share it with a friend who you think would also love it or post it on social media and tag me so I could personally say thank you for helping me spread this important message. I am beyond grateful to be here with you. So until next time, stay intentional, stay consistent, and always mind your hormones.